0: Episode 64 of the Natural Hattrick podcast, alongside the always festive Jamie Eisner, and Craig Morgan. Did you forget his name? Well, I, I was trying to come up with something descriptive, but he had this look on his face like he knew what I was going to say before I even knew, so I just didn't <laughs> say it. And I'm Luke Lipinski. We are here. It's episode 64, as Craig pointed out in the pre-show meeting, a hundred years ago today. Is this right? The first NHL game was played? That's correct. Today being December 19th, 2016? I was there.
1: Montreal Canadiens <laughs> defeated the Ottawa Senators 7-4, so not much has changed yeah, just in 100 say, years.
0: Things never changed. Did Carey Price's great-great-grandfather, Cyrus Price, stare down his coach <laughs> at some point in the game? Cyrus was a good choice for hey, well, me. Thank you. I've been saving that for 100 years. Uh, I don't really know where else to go with that other than, hey, it's the 100th anniversary, and that's cool. I feel like it's been downplayed so far, don't you, around the NHL? I
1: expected like I expected to be bombarded with marketing stuff on yeah. the 100 year anniversary. It's it's kind of a big deal. 100 is a, you know, you can say the, the whole thing about it. it's just a number. It doesn't matter any more than 99. But we tend to make it a big deal. And I, I've been underwhelmed so far. So I guess we're going to just get a media blitz from New Year's on about
0: this. So wait, so the NHL season used to start in the middle of December? Well, when you play 27 games. Okay. That's fair, I guess. That's a, that's a out. long off season. It's
1: though. amazing how many guys scored a goal per game way back in the early days of the NHL. When it's they, like, when they like had a dozen week, guys, and games. then it didn't happen until Rocket Richard, and then it didn't happen
0: until Greskin. And it's not going to happen again this year either. Well,
1: just killing my story. That no. Fast. Okay, well, no I faith. Wrote
0: it, so I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay, no faith. <laughs> since since we have. Uh, We've, we've picked a direction here. We had one of three teams we had to start with, and now I guess we're going down the Pittsburgh path. This see is, how he did that? This is Well, trust me, how he did that. the one I w- really want to talk about is coming up after this. Uh, this is what hit me. When Crosby's had two games we didn't have a goal, and the Penguins lost both games, and I'm convinced it's because when Chris Letang doesn't play, Pittsburgh just loses. Most of their offense starts with him. But this is why we're not going to see a guy do a goal per game for any – any large chunk of the season. I mean Crosby basically did it for a quarter of the season, which is huge anyway, but to to think fifty games or a full season, this is why. And it hit me the other day. If you have a you're gonna have games where you don't score. So then you have to have games where you have multiple goals. Guys just don't ever do that in the NHL anymore. Now, obviously, guys will have a two-goal game here or there, but if you start to look back in the early 80s, you'll see a game log where a guy has two goals, one, then he goes a couple games without a goal, but then he has three straight with two goals. I mean, goals were just so much more plentiful. Once you start to fall off the pace, you can't make up ground anymore in today's NHL. I'm just unimpressed with Sidney
1: Crosby. Ever since I wrote the story, he's he's in a slump. Yeah, Yeah, the the Craig Morgan curse strikes again.
0: Maybe it is. We should start documenting all of the uh, people who... Whose careers you've derailed this season so Lots far? Lots of Fiesta Bowl teams. Yeah, that, that, see, that's
2: out. what we learned today that uh, if Craig Morgan covers your team in the Fiesta Bowl, good luck.
0: Wow, really? 0 oh,
1: and 14. You can check the record on this. You can go through the annals of the various media outlets for which I've written, and you can find out which teams I covered, and you can see how they did
0: in the Fiesta Bowl. O oh, and 14. Who are you covering this year? Or do you not want to say? The Ohio
1: State Buckeyes. Oh,
0: nice. Okay. All right. So Clemson's got this one uh, on lockdown. Okay.
2: So what Craig is saying is that for your friends in the desert, Clemson plus three is your pick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, back to Pittsburgh and just the Metro division in general. We were looking at it before the show started. And it's actually, as crazy as it sounds, it's, it's actually kind of evened out a little bit over the last couple of days as opposed to where it was late last week. But there are... Eight teams in the NHL with 40 or more points. Six of them are in the East. Five of them are in the Metro. Mm-hmm. There was a stretch last week, and, and some of these streaks have ended. But like Columbus has won nine in a row. Pittsburgh had won seven straight. Philadelphia had won ten straights. Washington was rolling. The Rangers have been rolling. They're all still rolling, but some of those teams have finally lost a game or two. Five teams with 41 to 47 points. And how about this? It's the Rangers who are still in first place. I...
1: Yeah. There's going to come a point, by the way, as much, and I know we're leaning into your, your Blackhawk rant, but <laughs> there's going you. to come a point where we might have to accept that the New York Rangers are going to be the outlier for the entire season and, and keep this up despite the underlying numbers. It's just, they they just keep winning.
2: Yeah, they do. They just keep winning. And we have seen this before where teams have been able to carry this unsustainable streak through an entire regular season. Now we'll, we'll see what ends up happening later in the year if they get hit with the injury bug, but... Right now, it doesn't really matter who they put in net. It doesn't really matter who they have out there. I mean, Rick Nash is starting to play better at 5v5. He did some really good stuff on the power play earlier this season. But there's not a lot
1: to dislike about the Rangers right now. Right now, Rangers, Flyers, first-round series? <sighs> uh,
0: no, I mean, these, these potential series That's are good great. It's good drama. It's good drama. Pittsburgh, Columbus, Washington, Montreal, mm-hmm. Ottawa, Boston. Okay, well, whatever. So yeah. There's always one we'll series you don't one. pay attention to. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Rangers were—they were in the news. Henrik Lundqvist got run over behind the net. Cody Eakin gets a four-game suspension. This is what stood out to me about that play. Even when Henrik Lundqvist gets run over behind the net, he looks like he's in a head and shoulders commercial. Like his hair is just flying and everything. It almost goes looked almost like a motion. hair flip, right? It, yeah, it did. Nobody can see that, right? <laughs> well, I saw it, and I can't unsee it now. So. I mean that was the the news with the Rangers last week but you're right they keep winning they have forty seven points now they've played two more games in Pittsburgh, four more than Washington and five more than Columbus, so maybe they don't win that division but i I can't envision a scenario at this point. you know we're not we're not even to the halfway point of the year, but we're not early in the year anymore. Can you envision any scenario where any of the wild cards come out of the Atlantic this year? No, okay. So then, did that answer your question? Pretty, pretty, okay. uh, yeah, <laughs> succinctly, actually. <laughs> then here's my follow-up question: The Tampa Bay Lightning in trouble at all? Maybe, maybe just haven't had that mojo this year.
1: Maybe it's again. I, I did pick them to win the cup. Yes, yeah, the, okay. the card. You pick them to win the Fiesta Bowl. Because <laughs> then they're screwed. I did pick them to win the cup.
2: I, as as did I. I thought
1: they had the, the I mean, uh,
2: them I, in Pittsburgh. I thought I had, had the two in deepest trouble, teams. not
1: yet, but. Whew. With with the way that conference is shaping up right now, somebody's gonna have to cool off because I'll,
2: also this is the Atlantic's a perfect example of why like the NHL scoring system is so weird. Technically, everybody in, nobody in that division has a losing record.
0: That's
1: true. Yeah, thank you. I know I was looking at that the other day. It was something like six teams in the NHL had a losing record. It's just silly.
0: Well, there was a stretch last week where it felt like half the league was on a six game or longer winning streak. Yep. I know most of that's every team in the Metro, but you start to go around, like Minnesota's won a bunch of games in a row, and, and Chicago's well on their way to going to the Stanley Cup again, which was obvious. And then, uh, you know, even Winnipeg has started to win a couple in a row. Like, but at least yeah.
1: wins are wins. I just, yes, that, no, that's true. With regard to Tampa, I mean, when you're two points out of last. Yeah, but they're not that far behind. When you when the teams you're chasing are Ottawa and Boston, Boston I still think is flawed on the blue line, and Ottawa, eh, they're a they're a borderline playoff team. I think Ottawa's I think more flawed than Boston. I think you still feel okay about your chances if you can get on any kind of run here. So they're they're probably not in trouble yet. But I mean, you're, you're playing without a really key player, which they've done before, I know, but that impacts you. And they're they're just not they just don't look right. They don't yeah. look right. And there,
2: are there. other guys haven't taken that next step to them yet. Tyler Johnson hasn't taken that next step yet. You know, Kucherov's not taking that next step. They're they're really good, but they haven't gone to the next level yet. So right now, it's you know it's Victor Hedman playing extremely well, Stamkos not, not being around. There's no, they just haven't been able to take that next step yet. Maybe, maybe this is what their potential is. Not that the current record, but I mean that the players on that team. Maybe Tyler Johnson isn't going to be a first-line caliber player.
1: Yeah. Maybe Ben Bishop
2: isn't going to be a Vesna candidate every single year. I mean, you know? I,
1: we still don't know what's going to happen with Stamkos, right? I'm, yeah, I mean, I don't have good feelings about that. But I, you know, I I might contest your your thing on Nikita Kucherov. I I do think he's a. I mean, he's averaging more than a point a game. Yeah, he's uh, been sure what, what else you can do. He's I, the only one, though. Yeah, I, mean, I think he's the best forward on that team, even when Stephen Stapkos is in the lineup. I agree with that, actually.
0: As shocking but, as that is yeah, to they, me no, they to say me. that. Yeah, I just shocked myself. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Are you all right? No, I'm going to need a moment. You continue <laughs> to talk. That's actually all I had to say, so somebody's oh, going to have to fill
1: some dead air here now.
0: <laughs> well, it, I just remember going back to the year when Tampa played Chicago in the Stanley Cup, so that was two seasons ago, and the reason they got there was really the triplets line. And Andre Pilat and Tyler Johnson have essentially been... They've just been absent since then. And I know there was injuries last year. but like Palat has four goals this year. He's played 30 games. Tyler Johnson's been okay. He started slow. He's up to nine goals. I mean, he hasn't been bad. No. But you had that triplets line, and it is now definitely one guy. Yeah, and that's where you look, yeah. That's
1: That's where you look when you think about why they're not getting done what they need to get done right now. So if those guys can heat up a little bit, yeah, they can climb back in with Ottawa and Boston. I, I do think they're still in okay position. And maybe... Maybe part of that is mental with Tampa Bay. It's just like, you know, we're probably not going to win the division because the division leader is off to a crazy start. We're not catching them, right? I think we're, we're all in agreement here that Montreal's probably going to run away with this division. Yeah. But,
0: but if Tampa's played Montreal in a, in a playoff series, I would yeah. still kind of lean Tampa again. They seem to have their number for whatever reason. Yeah. I I'm kind of with you if, if you're saying what I think you're saying and that Tampa will still make the playoffs, and I think they're dangerous when they get there, especially if they get Stamkos back. But it's just interesting to even have to have that conversation in mid-December that they're on the outside looking in. And at the start of the year, you would have said, even if you knew where they were in the Atlantic right now, you would say, okay, well, they'll take a wild card or whatever if they have to. There's not going to be any wild cards. You're going to have to get in the top three. The two teams directly in front of them aren't that great. So I do think they'll run them down. But this is now a story worth watching because that – is a legitimate cup contender that's on the outside looking in right now as opposed to, like Dallas, we talked about last week. They're a really good team, but we don't necessarily think they're going to win the cup and they're on the outside looking in. Yeah, they've, yeah. they've had all kinds of issues this season.
1: So much so that we're hearing trade rumors with some of their players, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. How, what, as long as we're on the Western Conference here for a moment, why can't anyone in the Western Conference do anything on the road this year? It's just a bizarre thing to me. And again, talking about the NHL's weird standings, it looks like a few teams are over five hundred, but if you add up the losses, there's only one team in the West that's over five hundred, and that's the Blackhawks, who are, I think that's right. No, uh, Cal- Calgary is well barely. Calgary is just barely over. Well, San Jose you know, they're, they're below five hundred at home.
0: But oh, you're talking about just on the road? Yeah, yeah. just oh, okay. on the road. Just on the road.
1: Nobody's playing well on the road in the West. Calgary, Chicago, and that's it. You can't come at me with you know travel, and that's there every year. It's well, what just, about travel? Oh, I can't come at you with. that.
2: I just yeah. don't think anybody. I set <laughs>
1: rules there, because the only rule I had actually, rule one,
0: don't come at me with travel. Rule number seventy-six, no excuses. It's, it's, play like a Yeah, champion. right. It's weird. I, I it's mean, tough to
2: evaluate, but sure. And there's a you, million
0: different you answers. You typically there the associate
2: team. winning on good teams win more often on the road than not, and you start to wonder because there is no dominant team out there that maybe that's a better re- indicator that everybody in the West has significant flaws than anything else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If I can't come at you with the actual reason that it is, how about these two reasons then? There's some underachieving t- – well, travel is a, is a huge portion of this, but I can't say that. So, so <laughs> But, but, give that, that, but that
2: factor hasn't changed. I think that's no, the point Craig's has. making. That factor's there all the time. Why this year are we seeing a significant dip, even from the, quote-unquote, top teams in the conference?
1: Who's looking angry right now? No, I, I think he, I've, he's I've got a response. I've, he's writing something down. No, right, okay. I might. If I have to, I will. Uh, I think that
0: there's... He's
2: penning a sternly worded letter. <laughs> Underlining under something. something you.
0: Uh, wow, he just ripped, ripped the paper. He's so yeah. You're going to get this in eight months because I'm going to put a stamp on it and mail it to you. I think that there's a lot of underachieving teams in the West, and there are a lot of young teams in the West. And so underachieving, you're just losing everywhere. Young teams have a harder time on the road. I think, I think it's, it comes into play a lot more when you are a young team as opposed to an experienced team. Like, like San Jose, it kind of surprises me mm-hmm. that they don't have a great road record, but they're not, they don't have a bad yeah, road record either are 9-8-1. So. But you're right. Nobody's really just winning a bunch of games on the road. Like over in the East, the Rangers are 11-5 and five on the road. Now, granted, their road games are 20 minutes away by bus, and they never leave the same tiny metropolitan yeah, area. Yeah, that helps. Games. Columbus
1: is 10-2-3 on the road. Well, they're the greatest team ever. They might
0: be. I mean, they're just steam. This, I think, yeah, the hundredth right anniversary. Right up there with the, uh,
1: the golden era Canadians
0: and the Oilers of the eighties. <laughs> Columbus Blue Jackets. Everybody in Canada just uh, stopped listening to this podcast. Yeah, we're through something. Can I go back to Tampa for just a second? Sure. No. Well, Jamie's going there. Soon. Now I'm torn. Yeah, yeah I, I am going, going to. Tampa. I will be at a
2: Lightning game. It's Are you going to go to a Lightning? Yeah, game? probably whatever that Thursday game would be. Oh, let's, let's look say. that up
0: while I talk. Ninety-one goals for, ninety-one goals against. Steven Stamkos, number 91. Am I saying he's controlling their season from outside of the arena? Yes, I am. There's no coincidences in hockey. Craig won't even look at me. I I I don't think that even dignified a response. Really? From the guy who made two jokes at the end of last week that had me questioning if I was ever going to come back to this studio? Is that Jamie? Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure it wasn't me. <laughs> the second <laughs> one, Jamie even shamed himself. Remember?
2: I don't even remember what the joke was, but it, it's it's one hundred percent believable. I do that all the time. We're in the
1: moment here, Luke. Sorry. You need to stop dwelling on the past. You're right. Okay. Like last week. It was only five days ago. I know, but yeah. Well, then let's focus
0: on what's happening right now. Okay, Catch Chicago...
2: you. The the vaunted road Nashville Predators.
1: Ooh,
0: that'll be a big one for you. Mm. How many times okay. have you seen yeah. Nashville play in person? Okay, Nashville's this year?
1: underachieving. St. Louis is underachieving.
0: You picked St. Louis to go to the Cup. I know five they're underachieving. Ago. They're underachieving. I, don't I can guess. change it five days. <sighs> well, my, you know, whose stance hasn't changed in five days? Mine, because the Blackhawks have the best Here record. Here we are, folks. Uh, and in terms of the easiest things in the history of the league in the last hundred years, I would say this is probably the single easiest thing to predict in the last one hundred years of hockey. And I can say that today and no other day because it's exactly hundred years. Oh my gosh, the Blackhawks are good. Do they have to make it all the way to the Cup Finals? Was that the bet? For you to have to wear the Carlson wig? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. You can wear it
0: right now if you want.
1: Okay. So by by admitting today that the Blackhawks are actually running away with the Western Conference, yes, I'm not guaranteeing they're going to be in the Cup the Finals. This is the part of the year where they're going to be eight bad. Eight points clear. Forget games in hand and all that stuff. I know that you still got to win those games. They're eight points clear of everyone in the conference, and they just beat like the two teams closest to them in St. Louis and San Jose. Hopefully, Minnesota's coming in soon, too, so they can open a 10-point bulge on the entire conference. Despite the fact that they've been playing without Jonathan Taves, Brent Sieber, Corey Crawford for long stretches of the the season, Patrick Kane isn't producing like he was last year. They have issues with their third and
0: fourth line, it's crazy. How is this happening? Just hearing you say these things makes How me is it angry. Happening? Like it just I just want to break something, just so you know. You're going to get they a sternly five, written two letter, They were 5-2-2
1: without Jonathan Taves in the lineup. The engine that drives this team, they were 5-2-2 two, two without him. So by that
0: logic, you would almost think when the playoffs roll around, they might be better? Maybe. If oh, those third gosh. and fourth
1: lines start to produce like they have been, like you Kimostroza know, scoring and Hartman scoring, if they get any kind of secondary scoring, oh my. And by the way, from what we were talking about earlier... If the Western Conference continues to be as mediocre as it is, we might get the reverse of what's happened in previous years, where getting through the West is a cakewalk. Yes. Yeah. It and is. you faced a beat up Eastern Conference team that's just exhausted by the time it gets to the finals. See? So that could be cut number four.
0: I don't even really want you to have to wear the Carlson wig. I want like something of significant monetary value for basically. I didn't embarrass you two weeks ago, you embarrassed yourself. And by the way, I, But it's, I had is. to be here. You
2: remember this is December 19th.
0: Yes. This is when they're going to be bad, if they're going to be bad.
2: Yeah, mm. They were bad last year in the first round. Bad. Relative. but
0: Relative. Double post. Although, I will say yeah. this. We talked about Pittsburgh maybe peaking too early last week, and it's two games they've lost. But you can't... Yeah, they're on the
2: they're on Can't turn around a two-game losing Somebody's streak Somebody's
0: going to turn it on in the West, right? One of those teams, You'd like th- Nashville think... or St. Louis or Anaheim or... I, I You'd think. I don't know about LA, but... but... All joking aside, if you just looked at all the teams right now in the West and you didn't look at their records for a second and you said, which one is most likely to get better and really turn things on, I would say Chicago.
1: I would too because those third and fourth lines are going to get significant playing time and those guys are going to get more experience if they're good enough players. But that's we don't scary. even know that yet, right? But they're, they're, they've been so good defensively and that I don't get either. Yeah, that, that
2: surprised me a bit they're too. They're getting
1: spectacular goaltending and I, I will grant that, that you know, Scott Darling, they haven't missed a beat with Scott Darling in goal, but I, I hesitate to say, oh, it's just because they're getting great goaltending. There's more at work than that. Again, we talked about this with structure, defensive structure, and things like that last week. The Blackhawks are playing good defensive hockey, and it, it, it's surprising to me. Does anybody in the Pacific scare you? Anyone in the Pacific? I, yeah, I, San Jose still you. I still think
2: San Jose is a good team. The uh, other I,
1: teams? No. Any other team in a seven-game series against the Blackhawks? No. I don't okay. think they have a chance.
2: I mean, at the at the risk of coming back to bite me, I have zero faith in LA doing anything anymore. I think I'm off the LA bandwagon for good.
1: I might be too. D- define just, anything.
2: Uh, being a a team a that I, that could win more than one playoff. Round. Right.
0: They're not a cup contender. I don't believe they are. Yeah. Because I, I don't think. know that I would instantly make them an underdog in the first round. But I'm I'm with you. I mean, I, I think. I kind of thought we were all on that same page at the start of the year. They just—I yeah. I don't think that they are a team that can string three consecutive playoff series wins together in this day and age. Although, to be fair, they've been playing without Jonathan Quick, and yes, yes, you know they—they they are still a team that if if I'm Edmonton and I draw LA in round one, I've got my hands full. If Quick is in, in any kind of shape to even return and play at a high level, I—I I, I don't know. LA is a bad
2: matchup for a young team making their. If they're, sure a the, the teams, they're a bad matchup for the Alberta teams, or a bad matchup for – but I don't think that they're going to be a bad matchup for the San Jose's of the world or if they're a wild card team, a, a, a Chicago or a St. Louis. I think they're a bad matchup for a young team that maybe can That's get fair. outcoached, but I don't
1: – Hey, by the way, the Blackhawks have climbed out of the basement in penalty killing, which is pretty much a remarkable achievement since they were killing at like six percent at some <laughs> yeah. point in the season. They passed
0: the Buffalo Sabres. They're eyeballing the Winnipeg Jets now? uh, Well, they should never eyeball the Winnipeg Jets because the Jets own them. That's the one team they don't want to play in the West. But if the season ended today, they'd be playing Calgary in the first round, would we think? Would that go a full four games? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Yeah, they would win that series. How about the fact that five of the uh, playoff teams would still be from the Pacific in the Western Conference? That hasn't changed yet. I think it will. It
1: tells you how underachieving the the Central is right now. Dallas, because of all the injuries, they just never found any chemistry this season. But with Nashville, I... Nashville, I just don't get it.
2: I they, they should be better. I, I don't. I mean, they
1: can't play on the road. And St. Louis should be better too, right now. Yeah. Maybe you know, maybe we we underestimated the impact of some of that leadership. Yeah. David Baggs is a is a, an important player. He was an important player on the team for a long time. Maybe they are really missing him. Maybe they know.
2: are, but why? But why Nashville? That yeah, team Nashville's is. There's great. no way you can look at that team and say they are not as good, at least as they were last year on paper. I don't get
0: it, do, it doesn't make any I, I, and sense.
2: And Laviolette doesn't seem to get it. I mean, uh, listening to his press conferences after games, he seems at a loss.
0: Is that the most confusing team in the NHL this year?
2: I'll I, say yes, because the other teams that are a little confusing, you know why. Like, you know why Dallas is struggling. Yeah, like that That's not a shock to anybody.
0: Florida, but it's all self-inflicted.
2: Yeah, and Florida wasn't going to be – I mean, Florida was lucky a bit last year too. Like, you kind of expected to have a little bit of a Calgary-like dip back down – um, Colorado, just because they shouldn't, they shouldn't be this bad. Should they be shouldn't be bad. the that's worst true. team in hockey.
0: Yeah, that's true. And they are, they're really widening the gap.
2: They have too much talent on that team. How does a team with Duchesne and McKinnon and Landis Cog, and uh, how does that team bury, how does that team be in last place?
0: If you're running Colorado and... Are you trading? Well, that yeah, that was the thing. I mean, if the, if the edict comes down from ownership, you're going you're gonna to you have to shake things up. We're not coming back next year with the same team. So trade somebody big. Which one of those guys are you trading? Miko Rantanen is third on the team in points, and he didn't even start the year in the NHL. And he's a good rookie. He, he, yeah, but good, he's not a dominant. A rookie. lot of upside. I'm not yeah. trading Nathan McKinnon. I think he's untouchable, and that's that,
2: it. That he should be the only untouchable.
0: I mean, what could you get from Matthew Duchesne? I think you could still get some—you could get a nice collection. I mean, if, let's just say—let's play this out. If you're Colorado and you finish with the worst record, you will end up with the second pick because a Canadian team has to get the first pick every year. So Colorado would pick second. You've got the second pick, and you trade Duchesne for a few players and maybe a pick or something. That's That was or,
1: a joke, by the way, for all you listeners who might think that a Canadian team actually does have to pick first. We're just assuming.
0: <laughs> actually, Colorado picked first really recently, so I—, I
2: no, what happened? Edmonton will finish one spot out of a playoff and then win.
0: Edmonton's going to miss the playoffs by one point because McDavid got taken in concussion protocol when they had that five on three and lost to Minnesota. Yes. That's what's going to happen. And then look at the top pick. And then look at the top pick. Colorado will pick second, and I don't know what the Avalanche will do with it. But if you're Colorado, I mean, I might consider trading Matthew Shane.
2: Well, they strongly considered it last year, if you believe the reports that came out right about this time. You get a lot. You have to do something because it's, it's now not the coach. That, I mean, I thought it was the coach too, I, but it doesn't look like it wasn't the only problem.
0: I feel like if I could pick one player that they could really use, I would say Ryan O'Reilly. I feel like he huh. would really help things out. Ah,
2: if only they had a player like that at some point.
0: Yeah. <laughs> nah, I, I
2: never understood that. But even then, there's still more than one player. There's there's a fundamental – I don't know either. Like, There's a fundamental problem with that team.
0: One guy has double-digit goals on a team that was really – kind of built around offense. And Gabriel Landeskog, I know he's missed games this year, but... He he's productive
2: goals. when he plays. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Nine points in 20 games is not nearly as productive as I would have expected from him. Mm, but, no. All right. Uh, how about Montreal? We kind of alluded to this earlier. Carey Price gets pulled. What do you guys think of this? He, it certainly seemed like he stared down Michelle Therrien on the bench. <laughs> uh <laughs> Carey Price. I mean...
1: Don't it's... you know that I already have the Vezina Trophy locked up?
0: I don't know that he does. Devin Dubnik's having a phenomenal year. Yeah,
2: yeah. He is, but let's, I mean, we talked about this, what, either one or two podcasts
1: ago. Yeah. Realistically, all yeah. things being equal. If Carey Price finishes top five and save percentage in goals against
0: average, he probably wouldn't. Yeah. It. Even if Dubnik's ahead of him in both Dubnik categories? Dubnik could
2: lead the league in both.
0: Okay. He won't get my vote, but. Dubnik or Price? Price. Because he stared down his coach? No, because Devin Dubnik's having a ridiculous season. If the season ended right now, you would vote for Dubnik? Yes, I would. I, I would, too. I would, too. I will say, having seen Minnesota up close on, uh, what was that, Saturday afternoon when they played the Coyotes, and and Dubnik wasn't in net, they just, they play good defense as Mm -hmm. a team. Sure they do. Yeah, they do. Which makes for somewhat boring hockey if you don't care about the the Wild or the team that they're playing, but you just have to respect that collective defense they play in front of them, which is interesting because Bruce Boudreaux is the coach now. And you would kind of think it would just be offense, offense, well, offense. Well,
2: and that's kind of what makes them scary. This is one of those, like, kind of those cases where, like, an NFL team brings in an offensive-minded head coach and brings in a really strong defensive coordinator to kind of help the other side of the ball. You know, Bruce Boudreau's team can put up offense. You know, they can possess the puck. If he takes over a team like this, where they have a really good defensive structure and, and really good defensive players, uh, you know, I think Suter's had a, gr- a
0: great year so far. And he there's has. been
2: times where he's been overrated based on the number of minutes he's eaten, but this year he deserves all the credit in the world.
0: Mm. If you go back to Montreal for a second, is the, the sense I have with that team is that they're going to end up being their own worst enemy at some point, whether it's just the, the scrutiny in the media market or just the tradition that they have. I mean, how crazy would it be if Montreal won the Cup in the 100th anniversary of the NHL? It would be pretty cool, actually. It, it would be kind of, kind of cool. I don't know about pretty cool. It would be kind of cool. But at the same time, if you can't pull Carey Price in the middle of a game without him staring you down... I, and, and what? Two games earlier, he's beating Kyle Palmieri into the ice. This is not Carey Price like behavior at all. Maybe we're pulling back the veil. Yeah. Carey Price isn't who we thought he was. I, I think of him as a guy that wears plaid shirts and jeans.
1: <laughs> and I think I'm right. Doesn't
0: everybody wear plaid shirts, shirts and jeans? Yeah, plaid shirts are kind of in certain now. age? What? <laughs> Carey Price's age?
1: How old is Carey Price? Isn't I don't know. He's he's in that demographic still.
0: I guess he's the only plaid one. Plaid shirts.
1: You know, He's 29. Yeah, okay. The, the, the tight chinos, close crop beard. Isn't that what every guy, like, under 38 wears now?
0: Essentially. Oh, we can in, Impartial survey okay. off the air. Okay. All right. Um, I don't know where I was going now. You've completely I, derailed my – Good this, luck. This is my thought. The Montreal Canadiens – Jamie will appreciate this because he likes to make cross-sport analogies. Kind of remind me of the Dallas Cowboys right now where – if they don't go at least to the third round of the playoffs, it's because they self-destructed somehow. How's that?
2: Um, no, I just think if Carey Price has a poor week and a half, they'll be out with the playoffs in the first yeah, round.
1: Because they're not good enough. They'll, they'll I, I, I think
2: it's, it's starts and ends with Carey Price. ratings are inflated. This is the same team that there was two years ago and three years ago and four years ago. and I. I... Although Shea Weber, I mean,
0: well, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you no, can't it's, argue with that. Playing very well. Right? Oh, yeah, he, he is. He fit in nicely.
2: He is. But, he, again, they're still not better on paper than they were last yeah,
1: year. I don't think they are either. I, I still I just, can't see this happening. But, again, you
2: know, if, if Price stays hot through the playoff months, they can win. I mean, that's, that's obvious. But if he gets cold, I don't feel like the rest of that team can pick up Carey Price.
0: Who you like? Pittsburgh versus Montreal. Assuming Chris Latang is playing hockey. Uh, that, that would be the difference for me. If Letang's, out, I, if Letang's out, I don't like the Penguins against a lot of teams in the East. I know that's crazy to say, but I watched them play the Rangers two years ago without Letang and then yeah. play the Rangers last year with Letang, and completely different. And we have 10 years now of a sure. size.
2: I've said this last year, sure. and it might be a little okay. hot takey, but I think you'll appreciate it, Luke. Okay. I don't think there's a single player outside of Carey Price and the Montreal Canadiens that is more valuable to his team than Chris Letang I to like the Penguins.
0: It. It's, he's right. I mean, they, they, they,
2: they play a completely different game when Chris Letang is out. I've seen them without Crosby, seen them without Malkin. It's a completely... And those, again, both those players, from a skill standpoint, are better oh, than Chris better. Letang. Yeah. However, I think Chris Tang is the most
1: valuable player on the Panthers. Is that yeah. as much a condemnation of their blue line? Which yes. Which we
0: often a, thought was pretty thin. Well, this is what I'll say. The Penguins' blue line, I do think, is better now than it was a year ago. Granted, they lost two more players the very next game, so now they're down three players in the span of forty-eight hours on that blue line. Mm-hmm. But yes, a year ago, I would have agreed. I, I said the same thing as Jamie. I mean, the, when they don't have Latang, they're they're not a cup contender. As crazy as that sounds, when they don't have Crosby, they lose their best player and the best player in the world. But they have still won before without him. They haven't won cups. And but a big won. reason
2: why is just the pieces around him. Yeah, when Chris Latang goes down, down nobody can pick him up. When Crosby goes down. You can't replace him, but you have Kessel, you have Malkin, you have other players that can kind of step in and move around and they can make do for a while. They, c- they don't have the talent right now to replace
0: Crystal Tang. and they haven't. And Malkin always, for whatever reason, seems to play better if Crosby's out. going to walk over here behind Jamie. Himself.
1: Okay. People can't see this. <laughs>
0: but now they know what's going on. Imagine stage left. And I feel very <laughs> lonely over it's here. Got me. It's changing, isn't it? Uh, I w- how about this? <laughs> I don't know why I'm yelling. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why you're yelling. We're all in the <laughs> same room. We're both over there. Also, the mic's t- <laughs> uh Yeah, the mic hasn't moved. Just okay, quick. I'm back. Uh, Malkin playing some defense lately. Mm-hmm. Ever since Craig wrote that article, I think he read it, and he said, look. I um, need to climb a group. Um, yeah. Well, he did. You bumped him up, didn't you, to the second group? I did put him in B. Yeah. He he's, wants to be an A. He's definitely there with, with the likes of Joe Thornton and Ryan Getzlaff. That that is, that is a given. So, yeah, anyway, I don't even know how we ended up back in Pittsburgh, but since we're in that division, John Tortorella? Everything yes. he does touches the goal, uh, right? Crazy, huh? Uh, yeah. That sentence didn't make sense, but either way, neither is the season. 500th game, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and his team is the hottest team in the NHL. 9-0-1 in their last 10. We last had, points percentage in the league. We had Redding Verbata on last week, and he said— Verbata. I'm oh, sorry. Reding verbata. Verba, I'm just going to keep saying Verbata because I think I'm talking to him at the game tonight. I don't want to try and come up with a, a, an actual way to say his name. He quickly said Pittsburgh is one of the two best teams they faced this year. And then he said Columbus was the other, and the Coyotes have faced most teams at this point. I mean, they've mm-hmm. played Chicago, they've played the Rangers, they've, they've played most of these teams. So, you know, that can change, but at the moment, that's, that is not the three of us sitting here drinking coffee and pretending we're funny and coming up with insight. That's I mean, that but we,
2: we do do all those things. So. Yes,
0: but okay. that's Verbata who played against Columbus twice. I'm just imagining writing this story, if he wins Jack Adams...
1: With the backdrop of what happened last year, all the things that happened mm-hmm. last year, including Team USA, yeah, you know, including the, the Kaepernick stuff, all yeah. his baggage, if he wins Jack Adams, it's a great story, right? It, it just, really it is. Just, it just writes itself.
0: Unfortunately, Mike Babcock already has won. Oh, I forgot about Adams, that. So. Got the Canadian team has to win that Jack Adams as well, right? No, actually, if you win okay. the Jack Adams, you're not coaching your team in two yeah, years. Yeah, but you've got about a year so and so a half to Babcock go. Won't win. No, well, but, it's the
2: PDO award. Which I is why Tortorella
0: might actually be
1: the leading candidate. got to be the leading candidate right now, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah it has to be. Who else would you he throw the
2: He at? has the perfect combination of no, surprising and also very, very
0: good. And he would be great at the award show. Oh, okay, oh, a good not? question, though. Who else is even in the mix right now? Well, we can take Jack Capuano out. <laughs> Let's just take them out one by one. Uh, he, yeah, I mean...
1: Bruce Boudreau would probably be in the Boudreau visit, would be one so in there. Elaine A- Vigneault. Wendel ever going to get any love? Probably not because no, death,
2: he, but... he's he's the it's the Bill Belichick effect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we expect him to be really good. So when he's good, we don't give him any
0: credit. Like that's is that the same for Sullivan and Trot? Yeah, okay.
2: I, I think it is as well. You're going to see stuff for Terryan, and that's just mind boggling. But it's going to happen.
0: I feel like maybe my perception of Terryan isn't. Uh, accurate, and he used to coach the Penguins. I mean, I think he is actually a pretty good coach, but I feel like in, in in Canada, and obviously I don't live in Canada, so somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like in Canada they either love him or hate him. There's no like middle ground on Michelle Terry. Well,
2: he's kind of got that personality, doesn't he? Yeah, I, think I mean, he there, does. there's a little bit of that. You know, either you know you're you're in lockstep with him, or you're annoyed by him.
1: Which camp is Al
0: Montoya in? Well, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. By the
2: way, Al yeah. still has like a
0: 905 save percentage somehow. Yeah. After allowing 800 goals that one night. So, Terrian gets in trouble for not pulling, or gets flack for not pulling Montoya. Mm-hmm. Then he pulls Price and gets flack as well. We didn't, we didn't go deep enough on this Price thing. If he leaves him in and he gives up eight goals, isn't it worse?
2: Yeah, he's going to request a trade. Yeah, then he's going to go Patrick Waugh on you.
0: There's no, like, there's just really no right answer. Can you imagine if Carey Price demanded out of Montreal right now? That city would shut down maybe permanently. Maybe slowly going insane. Maybe there is something that <laughs> infects the uh,
1: net of the Montreal Canadiens. I don't know. Something about Although being in that Patrick Waugh got out, so. And
0: proceeded to win a cup. He
1: yeah. Was,
0: yes, he did. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't really see a lot of, uh, maybe, I, you know who would get some run that we're not talking about? Todd McClellan. Yeah, he would absolutely. He'd be that third finalist yeah. that doesn't win. What, if they if if they stay in playoff, if if they miss the playoffs, do you think he does? No, no. Yeah, doesn't matter. No, gotta make the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think if if the season ended right now, it would be McClellan. It would be Tortorella, who I think would win, and then they'd throw in somebody like Sullivan or Quenville, who's doing a great job. But, Alain Vigneault. Yeah, but that guy wouldn't win. He'd finish second, right? So
2: Haxtell maybe. Yeah,
0: Haxtell's another interesting one. Philadelphia finally had that 10-game winning streak snap, but they're playing the best I've seen them play in a few years. Mm-hmm. Usually they only play that well when they're playing Pittsburgh. So, uh, Austin Matthews? I know I've heard Craig, of him. Craig is, is excited. Where, where, where is. did
2: he go up and play hockey? I'm sorry, I haven't, I haven't well, heard of him yet. What's his backstory?
0: Uh, I can see out the window, the streets. I honestly don't have
1: anything against Austin Matthews. I just I, I, Austin I, Matthews I fatigue. can't listen and read the same stories anymore. I just can't do it. Just,
0: You're out? I am. And They're l- going to get bigger this Unless week, there's buddy. a
1: fresh spin on this story, I'm just, I'm done. Well, done. I, Stop telling me the same stories.
0: I, I wasn't going to. Okay. Do you have a new one? Uh, well, I was just going to bring up the fact that he played the Coyotes last week. That game was epic. And then he's Great going to game. be here for the first time this Friday, so you need to get used to hearing these stories. I do. I need to write something. I'm going to have yeah. to come up with something. I have something planned for Rag Sports already. Oh, boy. Oh, i You really sold it earlier when you yeah. said you don't want to hear about it anymore. Yeah, I, I did, and yeah.
1: How, how about the goal that how, he always
2: Does he have a dog scored? or oh, something that? we can profile? What's that? Does he have a dog or something See? we can profile?
1: There you go. Listen to you. <laughs> Listen to you. Maybe he does. Huh? <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. I wonder if he does.
2: I haven't read a story about Max Domi's dog in a while, so I think we would do. Wow. Matthew just...
0: You guys are just so, so mad. But, like, bitter, I, I mean, I, I get generated. it. And there was
2: a great story the first time. But the, the sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth time I read yeah. about Max Domi's dog, McClellan I kind of. When McClellan
1: told the story, it was a great story. But then when everybody else told the well, story. Well, yeah, it
2: shocking was... because she's there every day, yeah. knows the player, awesome knows story. what that it was means. It's my favorite
1: story of the year. It's almost like it really the beat. was, but then seven yeah. other outlets yeah. told it.
2: It's almost like beat writers you know, know, it's almost like beat writers <laughs> know the team it? well and know how to tell a story. Crazy, right? that beat writers might actually know the team pretty well and know what the yeah, story is. Yeah, that is a stunning huh. revelation. Shocking. Yeah.
0: So can I talk about the fact that Austin Matthews is coming here for the first time ever? Mm, sure. You, you know what? Go ahead. Okay.
1: You, have, you know, I'm just going to turn out the lights over Jamie and over me, and you can just talk for a little while. <laughs> then like I feel a, like I need to say. It's like a soliloquy. Could, See, there's your word for ooh, the day. Oh, that is a good one. Could soliloquy. Can somebody play me in with Spell a
0: piano? Austin Matthews. No, wait. What rhymes with Matthews? No, I just think the game, the, the Toronto game well, against the rhymes with Matthews last week. Well, we'll figure it out. He has the goal to start the scoring. He nearly knocks the puck out of the air, going full speed in overtime. He does knock it out of the air. Mike Smith makes a great save, and then Peter Holland the steals the show. Disgraced Maple Leaf gets the uh, the game winner. I like that story. Yeah, that's a good that's a good story. Holland was a good story. That's all I wanted to say, and I I also want to use that to transition. And to Frank Corrado, who... <laughs> Speaking of disgrace, <sighs> Maple Leafs. Uh, can can anybody make sense... vanishing Maple Leaves ...of this story for me? Now, look, I understand this became more of a story this week because Frank made comments about how he doesn't think Mike Babcock likes him, and that's why he's never getting to play. But this was a weird story to me before this week. It's, it's just mind-boggling. The guy never plays. And he's 23 years old, so you can't possibly see what you have when... When he never plays. And when I say he never plays, I don't mean like, yeah, he only gets to play a game a week and then he has to sit. He's played one game this year. One.
2: It's a, a very similar to what they did with Peter Holland.
0: What are you accomplishing by doing that?
2: Well, nothing. Okay. For one. Uh, I, I don't understand this because I, I don't get that Either if the player's not good enough to play for your team, now I understand there's there's you worry about waivers and whatnot and it happens. But okay. if he's not good enough to play for your team, or if only he's good, or if he's only good enough to play one game for your team in like thirty,
0: yeah. Do you really care if he? Gets why playing? is he
2: on your team? Why is he not in the minors? Why is he not yeah. traded? Like there's you right. have it. Mean, you have an point. AHL to send him to.
1: Trade him at this point. Yeah. I mean, it, it, when it's gotten to this point and now the coach is firing back, responding, saying, "I'm disappointed. He feels that way. It has nothing to do with me liking you or disliking you. Just." Clearly, Mike Babcock just simply doesn't think he's good enough to be in his lineup.
0: So, it, yeah, at this point, it's just not productive. It's probably time to move on. What did you think of this situation before the comments came out this week? Because my thought was, Mike Babcock doesn't like that kid. And then Corrado said exactly yeah. what I was thinking.
2: Well, and this is not the first time we've heard these rumblings of Mike Babcock and not getting along with certain players and right. the personality Mike Babcock Babcock has, which, again, when you were winning— in Detroit, you can get away with a lot, yeah. you're now not winning as much. You're in a more potent hockey market. You know, Detroit's a huge hockey market, but you're in the <laughs> hockey market.
0: And you're rebuilding. Yeah. I mean, that's the key. It's not like you're challenging for the cup and he just can't crack your lineup because you've got other players that you already know what you have and you're trying to win the cup. You're yeah. trying to see what you have, so why wouldn't you yeah. look?
2: Also, shout out to David Alter for the, the athletic Toronto that just launched that uh, James Myrtle's running. Uh, yeah, he's that the school. one that got those like uh, quotes from Corrado initially. That yeah. reports a shout-out to those guys.
0: Look at that. Jamie giving a shout-out. I know. and it, There was no backhanded compliment no. there or anything. It was a,
2: no, we like those guys at The Athletic.
0: I'm, I'm excited about that site. That is has nothing a, to do with what I was Is Frank
1: Corrado waiver exempt? Can he go down?
0: No, they can't send See, him so down.
1: there it is. I, it, yeah, that, that's your answer for the minor league. So he's stuck in limbo in a sense. Now, in, with regard to these comments, oh, the coach doesn't like me, now – Sometimes that can be just a ploy to get out, but I, I don't think a player comes out and... I don't think he says it that bluntly if there isn't something to it. So there's probably something going on here. There's probably some sort of oil and water thing going on between these two guys. Uh, it you know It's funny, it reminds me of something completely unrelated to hockey, but... Barber Streisand? Matt Leinert, actually. Um, when Matt Leinard uh, was here, I happened to c- corner him coming off the field one day, and he said... I don't think Ken Wisenhunt likes me, and I think that's what's behind all of this.
2: Well, Matt, Matt Leinert's on TV takes on Ken Wisenhunt to this day are must see television.
0: Yeah, I think I can see Bitter, say bitter, to say angry, but he doesn't like Ken Wisenhunt now. And oh, Leinart, you know, we will not. never
1: know how his career arc might have changed if he had been given the shot that I still think he was deserving of, and which Wisenhunt basically gave him in the off season, said he's our starting quarterback, and then went made the curious decision of going to Derek Anderson. But this is way off topic. But at any rate, there was some truth yeah. to Ken Wisnot not liking Matt Leinart. He didn't. They. He was not his kind of guy. And so yeah. there's probably something at play here.
2: Yeah, I mean, In light
1: games, of
2: that, yeah. move on. Yeah, and move on from the guy. I mean, it, it happens all the time. Yeah, you know, I don't get along. It doesn't fit the system. Move on. I think scratching a play one just spending a roster spot on a player that you're gonna never play right. is not a great
0: way to manage a roster anyway. And He's played 30 games. He's been a healthy scratched 29 times. I, uh, I completely get the... Yeah. When have you
2: seen that? Can you remember the last time something no, like that has happened? No.
0: I really can't. That's why it's so weird, because I get that if they send him down, they're worried somebody else is going to claim him. But to Jamie's point, why You've do you You've played care? him for one Anybody game. the GM his thoughts on this? I haven't seen any... Yeah, I haven't well, seen they any. have nine GMs. Which one should I ask? Well, you? sure. Go to management and
1: say, hey, just... You know, I, I understand it's the coach's decision to put in the lineup who he wants to put in the lineup, but how do you feel, um, as a general rule about... Having a player taking up a roster spot and playing once in 30 games. That's, it's very weird. Yeah. I, mean,
2: uh, I mean, roster flexibility is huge. I mean, we do, you see it all the time with guys getting hurt, guys coming up, down. I, I, don't, I don't get it.
0: Away from Toronto. Well, I guess not away from Toronto because they're playing in one of the outdoor games coming up.
2: Yeah, do do uh, oh, by the way, things list of things I don't care about anymore. Outdoor Austin games. Matthews' backstory, and then above that, outdoor hockey. Games. You have
0: to care about Austin Matthews' backstory for another four days. Then uh, you no, I no, I anymore. no, I don't actually. Don't actually.
1: I'm I'm, I'm not going to even get that game. Desperately trying to find. A new spin on Austin Matthews. I will not tell his backstory.
0: He's again. never played. I in don't. NHL I don't even then. care
1: anymore that he was born in. Yeah. wasn't born actually, but yeah. grew up in Scottsdale and is Arizona's pride. I don't even care anymore. No, we can
2: talk about how great of a rookie Don. I'm so over the story. It's so boring. I don't yeah. like your attitude. I mean, I mean, we can talk about how great of a season he has and what and how many shots he produces on a nightly basis for a rookie and how that line is really good.
1: But I don't it, really want to talk. It, about It makes you know what it makes me feel like when it, when I watch this story just continue to play out. I, I feel like a small town. How we're just still clinging to this guy because he's our one guy. Yeah, it feels so small town in it its It really coverage.
2: does. It also feels equivalent. Remember the first, like, eight years of Antonio Gates' career where they had to remind you every time he caught a pass that he played basketball? Played basketball yeah. That's what this is. It's like Austin Matthews of Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale's Austin Matthews. I, I, I get it.
0: Allow I, me I get to be it. the voice of reason for just a second, okay? I don't,
2: I don't like your tone. <laughs>
0: Are you guys talking – I
1: haven't even been reasonable yet. You're the only one with an even tone right now. That's probably why we don't like it, actually. Yeah, okay. I should, yeah, I should be
0: fired up like you guys. Yes. Are you talking locally or are you talking nationally? Either. Both. Both for different then. reasons. I got you. I, I'm going to savor this moment. When Toronto won the lottery, did you not both sit there and tell me the best thing for hockey in Arizona was for Austin Matthews to go to Toronto because then all anybody would talk about was the fact yes. that he's from Arizona? and that
1: happened. Now it's December. But here, here, <laughs> here as a journalist, okay. I thought that people would find other things to talk about surrounding Austin Matthews yeah. other than these same tired I, backstory. I'm not
2: sick of Austin Matthews. I'm sick of reading the exact same story about Austin Matthews from 30 different places.
0: I love it nationally because everybody that said that there shouldn't be hockey south of the Canadian border is giving cre- credence to the fact that hockey was played in the desert. And they
2: did. I That's just now want now I want to see like twist it a little bit. Give me something else. Find a new story. I'm trying You can maybe, still mention it. If anyone
1: has any do we have a hotline <laughs> can, yeah, we, sure. can we, kind of, can we create a hotline here, that where the people can call for people to call new Austin Matthews stories, idea, story ideas? Because otherwise, I won't be writing one this week.
2: I mean, they have to be. They have to be found. Oh yeah. We have to go beyond the surface of yes. He played in Scottsdale and he played on. practice Let's ranks. talk to
1: all the people who were influences in his life again.
0: Well, I guess Craig wasn't an influence also, in his life. One okay. story that I kind I of completely wasn't
2: like with Matthews is what well, one story that just kind of completely died. How about his route to the NHL? And whether that will become more prevalent going that's, forward.
0: That's an interesting angle you would take. Did Look, you at know Look at that. Look at that. That's fascinating to you. I, I mean, think about it. We see, we see it more. Mean, when he
1: had to leave Arizona? Oh, that hurts. <laughs> wow. that's, that's hurtful, Jamie. I know. I'm sorry. He had to leave but, Arizona. You know, like and hey, here's, a, here's another little nugget that never gets talked about. When Austin Matthews left Arizona, nobody thought he was anything special. That's the God's honest yeah, truth.
0: Turn his mic off. He
1: became special <laughs> after he left and developed. How, wait, how now, he had the potential. It is true.
0: People knew about him, though, when he when, when He was, when he he was not even
1: considered the best player coming out of here when he left Arizona.
0: But people knew about sure, him. Sure, they
1: knew about him, but okay. nobody thought, oh, this guy could be a first-round pick in the NHL. He developed. He bloomed after he left.
0: Well, but now, the left potential was he, clearly he was like 12 there. 12 years old, 13 years old. Craig's leaving. I don't know if he's looking for payment under the uh, under the door. No, the door. I think he's, I
1: like Keith's I mailed think, his last.
0: I think go. Jamie's idea is an
1: interesting. I think idea. it's an Let's interesting. Looking at his path, we once see once he it. left Arizona. Yeah,
2: and because you think of the path, then you think of the end where he goes overseas instead of playing juniors. We see a little bit in the NBA or, or college basketball where guys forego that and go play overseas or in a, for money to actually. Hey, I'm going to go make a living, and then just be draft eligible. Mm-hmm. That's, that's incredibly interesting to me, and nobody wants to talk about that aspect of
0: it. I'll talk about it with you. That doesn't... That doesn't I know, it doesn't move the needle, but... That doesn't
1: but mesh with the, the local narrative.
0: You guys know, though, that you're going to hear about such this for cynics. four more days. we such oh, oh, I know. Sure. Right. And, and maybe that's why.
2: It's probably because we're because plugged cynics, into the Coyotes, and we so. see the media coverage, and, we, and as people in the media, we watch that, and we know what kind of goes on behind the scenes to get to that point, that we're like, all right, somebody else, you know... Also, it would be nice if a few... People that wrote about that knew what hockey was before they wrote now about that, that story, that's but that's a, that's, different that's a whole story. different story, yeah.
0: story for a different day. Or didn't act like they were breaking news when they brought that up this week, when we've known <laughs> about Austin Matthews for three years? Also, is there's this,
2: we, this is a weird tangent, but we're already here. TV. Oh, sorry. About, did I <laughs> say that? Is this
0: about Antonio Gates again?
2: <laughs> it's not about Antonio Gates okay. again. Uh, but it's about this weird phenomenon where apparently hockey is such a, this exotic sport that just is unlearnable and un-understandable ununder- un- from the outside world. Nobody ever goes like, "Oh yeah, I, I don't watch the NBA. I have no idea what it's about."
0: Yeah, now this is a good point. Actually, like, I don't know
2: how many people I deal with. They're like, "Oh is yeah, it, you know, I it like this." Is it offside or it's offsides?
0: Icing. It's, I, icing is what gets. Everybody. Or, or it's
2: like, <laughs> "Oh, I know. Oh no, I, I know football and baseball, and basketball. I, I know nothing about hockey. I don't even know how that what works." What is this
0: talk
1: of a trapezoid?
2: Like, I don't – how do you – I don't I understand that. It. It's
0: like this exotic grade. sport. It's tricking out. I don't, is what I don't that want that is. to talk trapezoids, okay? No, Jamie's right. And, and you're it, – it's a very basic – like, it, I right? How many there's... people do you come into
2: contact with, both either in the industry or just sports fans – that it's just like you talk about hockey and they look at you like, I don't even know what planet that sport's played on.
0: There's these intricate rules, I get that, but every sport has them. Football, we don't Explain even. Explain a catch what it to catches. somebody. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they and look it, at right. it and they're like, what are they supposed to put Explain that the double in the bonus
2: next? to somebody in co- that's never watched a college basketball game. I mean,
0: their head will explode. It's it's weird. Uh, it. I'm going to stay in Toronto here for a second.
1: Oh, my. How do Dude. you feel
0: about James Van Reams, like potentially getting traded? And if you're Toronto, would you trade him in a package deal with Frank Corrado? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, w- what's coming in return? Well, I would assume a defenseman. Okay. I mean, if Toronto is going to trade James Van Riemsdyk, there's rumors out there to a few different teams. The only one that kind of made sense to me, I guess, was of the ones I heard, was Anaheim. Just because Toronto and Anaheim make seven trades a year, so why wouldn't they do it again? But I don't know. Are you trading James Van Riemsdyk if you're Toronto? I just hold on I to I him.
2: don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why you would. That's not a core piece. Like, I don't understand.
0: He is their leading goal scorer that right. isn't from Scottsdale. Right, and he's
1: he's on a reasonable salary. Why are you looking to move him? Unless, I mean, if you really think you can improve your defense, I, I guess. But, yeah, I'm not looking to move him.
0: Really nothing for that?
1: No, I, I ignored that. <laughs> When you say from Scottsdale,
0: what does that mean? Uh, it means that when he, that's where he calls home. I say I'm from Seattle, okay. even though I was born in Pittsburgh. Okay. How's that? Okay? <sighs> Do we need to talk more Blackhawks to sort of... No, I'm know? done with the Blackhawks. You want to talk about Corey Crawford coming back? I don't back? want to think about that
1: Eric Carlson wait for another couple of months. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, where then. am I going to find that, by the way? How am I, am I, uh, I Sweden? Know. Lost Sarah? Sebastian. We'll call Sebastian. Yeah, He can probably ship one to me. It probably be real, real hair, too,
2: that somebody sewed into a wig.
1: <laughs> he, he could probably make one. I bet they do that in Sweden, too. They knit wigs you're or <laughs> crochet them or whatever the <laughs> verb that, is.
0: That's, that's one of their uh, New Year's Eve yes. traditions, not like <laughs> that's their Christmas, That's right. It's a different holiday tradition. We'll have him on. He'll be like, oh, yeah, New Year's Eve, we knit wigs together. That's, you're going to end up wearing a Minnesota Vikings wig. That's what you're going to end up wearing, <laughs> made of, like, fine yarn. Um, all right, well, since we don't want to talk about any of my ideas, do you guys have anything else you want to hit on here? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should we do the Lipinski list? Lipinski the best players from Scottsdale. Let's do both
1: Lipinski lists because here's, here's what happened today. Craig and and, and is, I know this won't surprise any of you, but I came up with an idea for a Lipinski list because I assumed, as I usually do, that Luke wouldn't come up with one. Wow. So I came up with an idea for the, you know, with, with Joe Lewis Arena going out of business this year, the list of the best arenas that are no more. Okay. So we can go down that road, and then we can go down your short Lipinski list of two movies, two holiday movies so oh. that we all agree are good holiday movies. Okay. Okay.
0: So, So, backstory. just, just
1: back story. Joe Louis Arena, obviously, in its final season, only built in, it, it, and I didn't even remember this. I didn't remember it was built in 1979 or opened in 79. That's not that long ago, and... If you've been in the Joe, it really surprises you that it only opened in 79 (laughs) because it feels as old as the old Boston Garden or Chicago Stadium felt.
0: It feels like it was built before Joe Lewis ever became famous. Yes,
1: it really does. And they just threw the name on afterwards. Yeah.
0: Yeah. These sound good. Cost of $57
1: million to build it back in 79. They've won four cups there. And it's going out of business after this season. So... I don't know how much you guys know about old arenas. You know, clearly I was there for the first NHL game yeah. ever played, so I have <laughs> You were different there for the first arena I ever played. Anyway.
2: By the way, and, and, By far it, the and it's probably going to go out. What uh, comes to mind when you season. think
1: old arenas that are gone? Of course, for me, I grew up in the Chicago Stadium, which was the loudest arena still to this day that I've ever been in. Uh, the Boston Garden, while it had its charms, I thought was an absolute dump with incredible amounts of obstructed view seats and, like Chicago Stadium, rats in the basement. In nice. fact, they called it the Rat Den. So that one doesn't quite Sounds qualify nice. for me. I, I always liked the Fabulous Forum, too, in L.A. I thought that was a cool place, especially for Laker games, because at halftime, if you ever went to a Laker game at the Forum, halftime it became a cocktail party where all the Hollywood stars would just literally walk onto the court and just start chatting. I thought, huh, that's interesting. Wow. Did you ever just see walk that? There I I wanted to, but I was... I didn't have access. Let's no. put it that way. Right. I had, a, had an aerial view of them from my seats.
0: It's <laughs> kind of cool, actually. Why it was. It was crazy, though. I'd
1: never seen anything like it before. I'm, you know, watching all the stars that you think of, and the old-time Lakers yeah. walking out on the court. Jack Nicholson, Diane Cannon, all these people. It was pretty cool. Now it's Justin Bieber. I'll, I'll jump off now right. if you guys want to throw in any old arenas all that right, you okay. think about. I got a
0: couple that I've been Call to for actually. Okay. America West. Well. (laughs) Well. 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 Hey, that's an arena that hockey was played in, and uh, And
2: the arena still exists.
0: Well, uh, hockey's not played there anymore.
1: It is. It is still in existence. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) not how this works. I think you've already you've already ruined this game. I don't. I don't feel
0: like I have. There's not hockey being played. Yeah, yeah. But we really
1: didn't send any ground rules. That's true.
0: come at me with travel, (laughs) there were no ground rules for this (laughs) list. So go ahead. Uh, the old igloo in Pittsburgh is where I saw my first what? ever hockey hey, you're, you're game. Go there. yeah. That's where I thought you were going to go. Uh, it was the only Penguins game I've ever seen in Pittsburgh. They got smoked, and Sean Burke was the goalie. Huh. So there you go. Not for Pittsburgh, for the opponent. That's about all I got for you. Okay.
2: Yeah, I mean, I've uh, since I'm like f- five years old, I haven't seen... Uh, <laughs> I've been to a ton, but... Uh, that explains a lot. Uh, I... Uh, old Yankee Stadium in New York was probably the probably the only Switches one that. Sports uh, here. That's yeah, it's a good place. I've to been there, out. and uh, just the, the history of that. I haven't been to the new. I haven't been to either of the new. St- I've been to Barclays, but I haven't been to the new baseball stadiums have either. Have you guys one.
1: been to Nassau? Were you at? Did no, you to Nassau? I've never been to Nassau. No. Another, you know, yeah, it was a good yeah. idea. Although <laughs> maybe maybe will end up back there. Yeah, just at least Barclays you could see such the a disaster. Ice. But yeah, with all the mix and match seats, and Nassau Coliseum was rough. Of of all the old stadiums that I think about, yeah, you know, and I I never went to the Igloo, so I don't know about that one. But Chicago Stadium, for me, among the old hockey venues, is still the best that I can think of. And that's, truthfully, that's, that's an impartial view because the atmosphere there was unbelievable. It was just unbelievable. And unlike the Boston Garden, I mean, you didn't have a couple thousand seats where you couldn't see one end of the ice. I actually went to a game against the Oilers, against the great Oilers, Boston was playing them, and I couldn't see one end of the ice because there
0: was a pillar in front of me. That takes me back to America West Arena. It takes me back to the Barclays <laughs> Oh, oh. <man. laughs> The brand-new Barclays Center. <laughs> right. How about uh, the Olympia uh, in Detroit? Uh, it wasn't there either. It opened in 1927. Sorry. I'm sorry, I'm, uh, doing I'm doing a little on. Killing my
1: narrative of seeing the first NHL game here, aren't I?
0: Well, I mean, you didn't have to see one there. That the was the game. original yeah. Yeah.
1: Detroit Arena, right. the Olympia.
0: There's a picture on this website of a guy carrying, I guess, like a handheld Zamboni. It looks very uncomfortable and a inefficient. Hand, a
1: handheld Zamboni. Oh, He's wow. like it just
0: dragging cool. it behind him. Yeah, it doesn't look efficient. No, it doesn't. It looks like he just yeah, he just took the tire well off his pickup truck and Maybe he did. Converted I don't it. know how they did things in 1927. Yeah, that's about all I can really offer you okay the, uh, the old arenas. Was that satisfactory? That's good enough. All right. Now, the way Craig sent this idea is he said, Lipinski list for this week in parentheses, generated by someone else. <laughs> un So I thought to myself, hey, I'll come up with an idea. Top holiday movies of all time. Your favorite holiday movies of all time. And this was an eye-opener for me because I started to think about it because, you know, I put a lot of effort into the show and the pre-show preparation and everything. I could only come up with two holiday movies that I really like to watch that are, like, must-watch every year. I do feel like I have to watch these two movies. So
1: after Die Hard, what is number two? <laughs> Die Hard's not a bad choice, actually. Yeah. Die Hard's not a bad choice. It's not a Christmas not, movie. It's not really, but it's set around. You can, you
0: can tweak it. To it's, 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 it's Christmas movie. adjacent. Gather the family around to watch. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life. Is that way too bad? Jimmy Stewart? No, that's fine. And I, I kind of thought you were going to say that when then I was going to counter. it. I've never like, seen it.
1: feels really old. And, and, you know, it's it's obviously dated. But it's, it's a very the, old all the Christmas stuff but it's, is. It's a classic. It's a Wonderful Life is a great story. And, and, and of all the lead actors to have in it, Jimmy Stewart, of all people, I think it was Jim, uh, Jim Carrey that did the impersonation of him. Where he's so positive about everything. Seriously, there's nothing that could that can flap Jimmy Stewart. Gosh, look at that mushroom cloud. Isn't it beautiful? I think that's what Jim Carrey did. Wow. That was his
0: impersonation. Why, why isn't there a holiday movie with Jim Carrey? I don't know. Well, there is. Is right? there? He did the Oh, movie. The Grinch. Mm-hmm. He did do The Grinch. He did okay. The Grinch. Ah, I've seen that. So I guess that counts. Mm-hmm. Because it's I've seen qualified it. Qualified. It goes to my top five. Uh, Elf. And yep. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation are yeah, clearly all over the two best. i both of I mean, I do have to watch each of those every year. And apparently, based on the look on Jamie's face, I'm the only one with tradition when it comes to watching holiday movies.
2: I'd see, like, less than one movie per year. not a movie guy.
0: I still, still have like to watch
1: it. the peanut special at Christmas. Yeah, got to do it. Got to do it. I grew up on that. Got to watch Snoopy Christmas time.
0: I Look, I agree. Yeah, that's a... Okay. That's, uh, it's it's got tradition. That's the thing with the holidays is it can be a, a movie, you know. Linus's
1: speech? It's moving for me. It's
0: right up there with uh Her Brooks' speech. No. Uh, I have I have to ask Jamie, what's the movie you saw this year?
2: I haven't seen one. I I try to remember what the last movie I saw.
0: Like in a like, the theater or Yeah, anywhere? like in a theater or like I
2: don't watch I mean I don't I barely watch like regular TV. What do you do when you're home, Jamie? Uh sleep. Okay. That's a send I mean.
1: I thought you slept here so. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, you said, "Oh, I'm surprised to hear." Yeah,
2: okay. but I say it's all. Uh, yeah, I mean, outside of like live sports now. I think the last movie I saw in theaters is going to. This is going to be a bit. It's a wonderful life. Can't even remember. No. Gone with the wind. No, <laughs> I have seen that. Um, What's a theater? I don't even know. I have to go back. It's. I don't think I've been to a movie in the theater since like 2015. You're not so a one. theater guy, huh? Is this my choice? Like, just early 2015. Like, like, I. It's.
1: You don't like the film industry.
2: I I don't have the patience. It's the weirdest thing to say, no, but boy. I just don't have the patience to sit in the dark room for two hours and watch the movie.
0: You sitting here with us for two hours? Yeah.
2: Well, I kind of I pretend I have to like you guys. Okay. Also, technically, I'm getting paid.
0: Sometimes you uh, don't even pretend with Luke. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, when have you ever pretended? Actually, I just feel nothing but hurt when I walk in here. <laughs> Scorn. This is like a two-hour, just <laughs> <laughs> emotional pain. I know when I walk through that door and I walk out that other door, I step over Craig's check, which, by the way, there's never one for me, and then I go home and mm-hmm. descend into a shame spiral.
2: <laughs> a, a, a shame spiral, eh? Yes, I
0: like it. Shame spiral. That's that's my weekly. Well, uh, Think of it as this: it's, it's it's Jamie's
1: opportunity to vent for the hundred-hour week that he's just worked.
0: So. Which, by the way, you and you and I don't make him work. We only ask no. for an hour and a half no, of Jamie's sure. week.
1: True, and
2: even then, I sometimes can't give it.
0: <laughs> no, you can't. But by the way, did you see that this has been uh, requested a couple times actually on social media? Why don't we do the show every day?
2: Yeah, well, I've, I've heard that, and uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I...
0: <laughs> if people saw how hard it was for us to get the to victory... coordinate this on like on a
2: weekly basis <laughs> yeah. and the hourly That's windows, the
0: we're doing the show every day. <laughs> Um, I quit. <laughs> Look, in theory, I would love to do it every day for a half hour. Just do it every day. Like Is this all we hour. had to do?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But okay. unfortunately, that's
0: But I, it's, I would. It's not. I, of the three of us, I would be the one that you could you know, turn let's, first. Let's do
1: a Kickstarter campaign and yeah. see how much we can raise. Go, go fund us. Yeah. Hey, okay. if we we could go, go fund, fund me page. us. I'll do it three hours every yeah. day. We'll bring
0: in, like, live guests. $32. And... That's all it takes. Well, what
2: Peter would right? our, okay, what would our, like, you know, have you ever seen, like, these Patreon pages that, like, a lot of these video people use, where they basically, it's a, like a GoFundMe, but you get rewards depending on how much you donate, and it's on increments. Okay. And you decide, what would our levels be?
0: So, like, if you... If like, you, if you
2: donate, like, one be like, hey, thank you. Like, we'll send you a thank you card. Like, $5, we... <laughs> Signed by Jamie. Yeah. I think, what,
1: no,
0: like, we wouldn't even send a card. What, what, what would, the our, card would No, cost no, no, it would be,
2: like, a, a virtual thank or, you. Yeah, you might yeah. get an email. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. If we have time.
0: It's a 50-50 <laughs> chance. It's but,
2: maybe. like, what would our levels be? Like, if you could donate $100, like, Craig will come into your house and, like... I don't know. We're it's, supposed a to be a reward, <laughs> it's
1: supposed to be a reward, Jamie. It's
0: supposed to be a reward. At some point, one of the levels would have to be you get that lost episode three or whatever it was I that really Jamie deleted or he claims he like deleted. Like five bucks, you get a
2: free copy of the Swedish Things drop.
0: <laughs> and <then laughs> Here, I got five bucks in my wallet right now. I'll give it to you. I don't know. We don't really have a whole lot to give. We can give away some of this uh, some memorabilia stuff. behind us. Yeah, yeah we, us. we have a,
2: we have an XFL football signed by a cheerleader. I don't know how much Austin that's worth.
0: Lunchbox. Yeah, I can tell you if that lunchbox ever goes missing, Craig hard. took it. It's a hard lunchbox. Yeah, it's old school. It's old school, big time old school. There's a San Diego Chargers so, helmet that looks like Eddie Shore on the. It was autographed by not Antonio Gates.
2: We, yeah, we no we have a San Diego no it's autographed by Manti Te'o and on the other side is is, is his uh, college girlfriend. U-T-
0: oh, I don't see anything on the other side. Oh wait.
2: Now, now, Craig is rummaging through. Oh, we we'll also have, have a giant. Actually, f-
0: liked is the Louis Tion bubble. Yeah.
2: It's really
1: accurately <laughs> capturing the torque on every pitch.
2: Also, have a, that giant foam Coyotes puck head that you wear in your head thing yeah
0: i feel like one of us should maybe some one of us should have to wear like the puck head of shame mm. when they mess up during the show no? kind of
1: worry about what might be growing in that thing by no. now
0: also
2: yeah. so, it's not a video podcast a so it wouldn't do baby. anything for anybody there's yeah, a I penguin's hat up, up there. there there is a penguin's hat up there
0: no i didn't even see that all right uh i guess this is my fault that we got so derailed. yeah we're, we're completely derailed we've gone through my topics is there anything left that you guys want to talk about uh, but let's talk about the goaltending a little bit Because we only touched on it briefly With uh, with Devin Dubnik And Craig wrote a story for uh, Hockey About goaltenders And why he likes them <laughs> Craig, take it, it away It was a story
1: that Luke did not read <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's a busy weekend The Cardinals were here
1: Oh boy oh, that's true. I
0: will read it before he the was game busy. tonight mm. See, this is
1: why you get scored from Jamie When you come in here Talking yeah. about busy When Jamie
0: works 100 hour weeks Oh really? Was mm-hmm. Jamie at the uh, stadium watching the local team lose again for 14 hours yesterday to a New Orleans team that's also out of the playoffs? Yeah. No. Craig, were you there? No. You were out living life and partying. Yep. L- literally like 12 partying. your
1: 12-year-old daughter who had a birthday yesterday. Happy birthday, Aaron. Mm-hmm. I bet you are eating cake and... Yeah. You feeling badly now? No. Might, might, okay. Yeah. No, you've actually just verified I wouldn't what I wouldn't actually because my daughter doesn't listen to the podcast. No one in my family does. They don't read anything I write either. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: So they would have introed your goalie story the same way. Yeah. Craig likes what goalies. What was that? Does Craig cover hockey? I wonder if that's what all my old book reports sounded like when <laughs> I had to go up there and talk about a book I didn't read. Oh, The Grapes of Wrath is a great book yeah. about uh, the farming industry. The, the, uh, the
2: Great Gatsby <laughs> is about a man named Gatsby. The wine who industry. Was, it's,
1: it's about the wine yeah, industry.
0: Who was great. Yes. Stomping grapes. Ang- right Get it. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on. It's horrible.
2: Catcher in the Rye, uh was really good at framing pitches yes, behind he
0: was. He was better than Wellington Castillo. Well, what I wrote
1: about, uh, and I got a chance to talk with well, a guy who I think is a terrific source of this, Kevin Woodley of In Goal Magazine. I think our Cat Silverman knows him well. She writes for that. She magazine. does, if, in you, fact. if
0: you mention his name three times, Cat will appear at the glass and, and just <laughs> knock and be like, with, with her
1: With her baby, too. With with wearing goalie. Adorable Isabel. baby, ridiculously adorable baby. Finding elite goaltenders can be a self-inflicted crapshoot was the headline yes. on my story. Which wow. got
2: an immediate email reply from Carolyn loving the
1: headline, if I remember correctly. She I didn't say anything it. about the story. Yeah. She loved the headline, though. Well. <laughs> Once you got into the story, there were no more comments. <laughs> you got click.
2: That's all that matters. <laughs> we well, you know what to say about if you have nothing nice to say. Well, but we, it, it
1: was telling to me. We, we just talked about, we, we've talked a lot about Franchise Centers on this show. Sometimes when you guys didn't want to talk about Franchise Centers, because I bring it up every week, and here, here we go again. But when you look at the guys, that, like the guys on my list, in that last Craigslist, there were 22 guys on that list. 21 of them were first-round picks. Yes. Half of them went first, second, or third. And the only guy that wasn't a second-round pick was Patrice Bergeron, who was a second-round pick. Now, if you look at the 10 guys, the same percentage leaders, this week for the NHL or going into Sunday's games, at least, it's a completely different story. There were some first-round picks, like Devin Dubnik, Carey Price, and Tuka Rosk. But then there... They're guys that, you know, go all the way through the draft, like Mike Smith in, as a fifth-round pick, Sergei Bobrovsky and Antti Ranta were not even drafted. So it's it's interesting that there's such a disparity. And at, at what I think a lot of people would agree is a critical position as well, mm-hmm. just like a franchise center. You got to have good goaltending, but finding it is a whole different project, and it doesn't seem like teams really have this down to a science yet, know. Uh, I talked to Kevin for a while, and he, you know, a couple of things. I think the biggest takeaway from that conversation is they don't know what they're looking at when they're drafting these guys. The, the scouting, the evaluation process has a lot of work before they can maybe get a little bit closer to a sure thing when they draft a, a goaltender. They don't even draft
0: them in the first round anymore. No, they don't. Uh, the last, I know there have been goalies drafted in the first, or at least number one overall more recently than Mark andre Fleury, but there hasn't been a lot. And Carey Price was a number one overall pick, and he's been right. fantastic. Right. Braden with. Holby,
1: though, who won the Vezina last year, went in the fourth round. Yeah. It's For amazing. The, I
0: mean, most mm-hmm. of these guys, to your point, most of the really good goalies you think of right now, like Pecorine, Henrik Lundqvist, those guys were not first-round picks, and that there's, there's too many of them for it to be a coincidence. Let me just say, too, if you're ever searching for Craig's stories, don't just type in Craig's list. Yeah,
2: no. You'll you'll get the, uh, definitely don't go like the personals, like you're not going to. If you want to go to...
0: shopping, you can do that. Yeah. That's fine. But uh, if I'll you probably w- be low on the uh, results. But... I, I would type in hockey as well. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good thing. Uh, that got me there a lot quicker. And you'll get hockey paraphernalia that you can buy yeah. on Craig's list. That's fine. Yeah, I'm buying gloves right now. Actually.
2: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> you just like shout out to Craig for name dropping in his articles, like Talk to Cam Neely about Sidney Crosby. Yeah, that yeah, one? that was a fun story. Yeah, like re- read Craig's stuff, please,
0: so we can feed his kids. Yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, Luke writes stuff here too, even though. Well, yeah, I you, you
1: you, you can read Luke's stuff too, but you know, <laughs> you can, you can. I, I like the checks to keep coming under the door. Yeah, so they yeah, haven't for a while. It's very disappointing. Yeah, but it's it's interesting to me. It, it, you need a good you need a good goaltender in this league, but you're not necessarily going to be able to find that guy in the draft or at least yeah. identify that guy by present standards or present evaluation process.
2: And even if you do, I
0: mean, how many years are you
2: waiting to find out that's if that's the right. or not? Long,
1: that, and that's one of the things, Kevin.
0: Go ahead. Well, uh, I just I, – I don't want to jump in. I mean, you're the one that wrote the story, but I, I do think there is I mean, an you, element. You definitely did not want to jump in. Don't yeah, don't I, I do. I, I didn't mean to lie to you, but actually I did mean to do that as well. I'm just looking at the top ten guys in safe percentage because that's the measure you, you said to look at. And a lot of these guys – are not on the team that originally drafted them. And I think there's an element to, do you want to take a guy in the first round that isn't going to be good until his rookie deal's up, basically? And then, mm-hmm. and he's probably not even going to be good enough at that point where you know exactly what to pay him. So if you draft a, a goalie in the first or second round, you're really committing to developing him, and I do think it's a bit of a crapshoot.
1: Yeah. Well, and again, is it is it because this position is so unpredictable, or is it because... It's probably a little bit of that, but yeah. are the evaluation tools what they need to be? And this is a, a – I can promise you right now I'm going to dive deeper into this story because it's interesting to me. Are they expending enough on finding franchise goalies? Uh, is, you know, 1st for instance, first of all, is the goalie coach involved enough in the scouting mm-hmm. process? Do you have scouts that are just looking at goalies that you trust to be able to evaluate someone and – project yeah, how many what, years out that this guy is actually going to be. Well, that's be what I was going to
2: ask you, because you, you probably know better than I, but are they relying on goalie-specific scouts, or are they just hoping that they're... Often not. Their amateur scouts just happen to be able to, oh, well, I was at this game, and I saw this guy, and here's what I think.
1: Good quote from Kevin, too. Uh, when, when you know, basically whittling this down to its essence, mostly they don't know what they're looking at, is oh, what he good. said. Goalie... <laughs> yeah, that helps when, it's you're, a great when starting you're scouting fun. someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goalies that posted great numbers for years behind great defensive teams were called poised and calm, but were too often drop-and-hope blockers where the NHL game passed them by quickly. At the other end, the NHL would fall in love with these so-called athletic goalies based on highlight reel saves, and not often enough asked why that guy constantly put himself in position to need to be desperate. Good stuff.
0: I, I think that touches on something really big with a goalie. To a certain extent, it is... I don't know if there's a position that depends more on the guys in front of him. So this guy, yeah, he looks great in junior. Well, you don't know how he's going to look in the AHL behind a completely different group of players against a completely different league of players, and you don't know how he's going to look in the NHL. Same thing, faster game, he might be on a poor team, it could destroy his confidence, it's so much more mental back there. There's so many factors from when a goalie is drafted at age 18 to when they are mm-hmm. a starter at age 24 or something. There's so many different factors that you can't predict that can hit them. And a lot of it's just circumstance. Oh, I, I played for a great junior team, but now I'm on a terrible AHL team or a terrible NHL team, or I'm behind too good of a goalie. I mean, how many times have we seen good goalies, good young goalies that don't get their chance because they're behind a great goalie and then they yeah. go somewhere else and they step up. I really think it's not the only way, but I think there's something to letting other teams draft them and start to develop them. And then when they're 21, 22, 23, then taking them from the other team.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. And it, it, to, to your point, it's another thing that Kevin said. is you know, s- Often, style and tactics a goalie uses to have success in lower leagues won't work in the NHL. So, okay, you have to project what this guy is going to look like in a completely different system. And then sometimes yeah. there's goalies that fit certain systems but would be a disaster behind yeah. other teams. And, oh, by the way, by the time the guy makes it to the NHL, the system your team is playing might be might completely be different because yeah. the coach might be different. I mean, take another, so,
2: sh- take another shot. I'm going to make another cross-sport reference here, but... You know, we talk about that a lot in college with quarterbacks and spread offenses. Okay, well, what happens when you don't play that type of offense? Yes, you're playing that position, and you have to do a lot of the things that you would need to do at the pro game. But there are a lot of intricacies that are extremely different. How do yeah. you transition? And that's tough to evaluate, even for those. And nobody spends more on scouting than NFL teams.
1: That was an analogy I was going to make too, and I think it applies to like offensive linemen too. You you talk you talk to people around the NFL now; they'll say, "Well, it's really hard to project." Offensive linemen, because of the offenses these teams are running in college, they don't have to hold up a guy for very no. long. It's a completely different offense they're running. So how do you project what this guy's going to look like facing mm-hmm. NFL defense in a pro-style offense?
0: Yeah. It's really hard. And if you want to keep the football analogy going, just because I'm the only one that didn't get to chime in on football yet. You do... You're do. the only one that went to
1: the game yesterday.
0: Yeah. See, look at that, if you want to call it a game. So there's – I think you, you start to get to a point where, you know, the Jamie's point with the quarterbacks, there are certain schools – there's uh, certain college football programs that kind of have more quarterbacks get drafted into the NFL because they're running a more pro-style offense, and you see more offensive linemen kind of coming from the same schools. I, there's not really a, a goalie factory in junior hockey. You know, it just it changes from year to year. And, look, there's going to be a guy like Carey Price every once in a while that's just such a phenomenal talent, you know that you've got to greet him in the first round if you want.
2: Or flurry. We can, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we're ever going to see a goaltender go that
0: high ever again. I, I, don't, think we, I don't think we will. Well, why would you? It's kind of like a running back in football. Yeah. Why would you ever do it? Rape D.P.H.O.
2: Mm. Also, give Luke credit uh, for those who are worried about Jonathan Taves. Luke Lipinski wrote a story that That's you can right. also read about the five reasons why Jonathan Taves will bounce back.
0: Craig, you should read that, maybe. I did read that, actually. Oh, wow. Now, We're going to pretend that. I, I kind of oh. think Lipinski is a you closet black. Yeah. I do, usually. And I'm L- L- Luke's okay. List. <laughs> yeah.
2: We have the Lipinski list that just happens every once in a while. By the way, Luke Lipinski is totally a closet Blackhawks fan, whether he ever wants to admit it or not. It's False. Well, right? yeah. They they, like so they so, own so much space in his head. They just rent. Own so much space in his head on a daily basis. It's only because are we're you on those next to one?
1: Mass. Group emails where he asks if someone's writing about the Blackhawks this week, followed by expletives no. when he yeah. finds out there is someone. Yeah. Well,
0: you know what my problem is? For some reason, I keep getting pigeonholed to write about the Rangers, which I'll be doing again tomorrow. Yeah. This is what happens when you don't throw in your own. We should sh- give you the story whole story. It's space. all yeah yeah you it's only write about the Devils and Islanders too. I enjoyed writing about the Devils earlier this also, year. It's,
2: it's too bad that there, you have zero opportunities to pitch stories ahead of time that we could then.
0: They keep telling me some guy named Craig already has that idea, uh. and so then I get stuck writing about Jonathan Taves and Rick Nash. Um, you are writing about Rick Nash, too. I, I know <laughs> thank
2: you, Jamie. That was my idea, too, so you're welcome. I oh.
0: Actually, I'm, I'm interested in that one. So I was interested in Taves too, but anyway. Anything else on goalies? Because I do have two other topics we have to hit no. on the way out. No,
1: we're good. I, I think we're good on goalies.
0: I'm going to try once again to hit the outdoor games here because Epix has their road to the outdoor classics. Anybody watching the show leading up? At this point, I like that more than the actual games. Jamie doesn't ha- own a TV or know what that technology is, so I guess I'll ask Craig. <laughs> Do you have Epics? I didn't even know I had Epics, but I I did. I probably don't have it. Do you watch the show? Not yet. Well, there's only been one episode. Not yet. The Blackhawks are one of the four teams featured. Okay. Yeah, cool. I have children. Oh. They don't so like TV? They do. Oh, they really like TV, and that's the oh, problem. That's the problem. And also, Austin Matthews is going to be featured. Oh, so oh cool. I probably won't watch that one. hope they're doing a story on him coming back here. Oh, my gosh, they will, because that's going to be this week. How awesome is oh, that? Well, they will,
2: I know. That's great. Here's Austin walking <laughs> so, into Amy's Bakery also, remember Amy's Bakery.
0: <laughs> Jamie just made himself laugh. <laughs> I like the story. Anyway, the World Juniors start yeah. next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably go more into that next week, actually, on the show. But You will? You guys don't like the World Juniors, either? I love the World Juniors. I like the World Juniors.
2: Oh, yeah. The world, I, I like the World Juniors better than the World Championships. I do, too. Yeah.
0: I almost like them. I, okay, I want to make sure I say this right, because you guys are going to jump Olympics
2: won, World Juniors 2.
0: Olympics, one World Juniors, two. But as far as compelling hockey, just hockey, I almost get more into the World Juniors than the Olympic. It's hockey. raw emotion. I like that part of it. Yeah. And, and it's wide open every year. There's and it's quick, you're
2: fast kick. player. I mean, there's so much to like.
0: And, and there is something cool about. and This is the one thing I do like about college basketball over the NBA. If you have a dominant player in college basketball, they dominate. Mm-hmm. You know, they can still dominate. When you get to the NBA, unless you're Russell Westbrook or a handful of guys, you know, you kind of get lost in the shuffle. In hockey. You know, in theory Dylan Strome should dominate for Team Canada. There's there's certain players that named a captain too. See that? I don't know. There's storylines to, to watch in the world juniors. And it's not just a guarantee Canada's gonna win. In fact, a lot of times Canada doesn't win or even medal, which is still weird to me. And then they panic up there.
2: Yeah. And then they do things like put grinders on the third line because
1: because. Wait, I thought that was John Tortorella.
0: Well no, the US does it at the Olympic level oh, okay. or the yeah, World yeah, Cup yeah, that's level. It, that's yeah. right. All right. I feel like I brought a lot to the show today, and you guys just kind of hung on. Anything else you want to say? No. no? Okay. <laughs>
2: no, I think I think I'm good. Any oh, right. any any other parting comments on Christmas movies or?
0: No, I'm good. Next week it's going to be the top five New Year's Eve movies of all time. So prepare oh. yourself accordingly. All right,
2: New Year's Eve movies. I don't think those are the kind of movies we can talk about.
0: For
1: the uh, wait, <laughs> 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 we. We found it, a genre that interests Jamie. Yes.
0: The only movies he watches once a year. Oh, God. The... I don't go to the
1: theaters for that, though.
2: Go. No. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Out. <laughs> de-
1: hey, nice being with you, folks.
0: <laughs> for the definitely just crossed the line Jamie If Eisenhower. we're back
2: next week, which is no guarantee now.
0: <laughs> and the sufficiently disgusted Craig Morgan. I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Trick Podcast.